What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the Touchdowns to Home Runs podcast. My name's Bernie. I hope that your day is going very well wherever and whenever you're watching. We're really, really excited about today's episode because we have a very, very special guest. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So just in a second, we're going to introduce our special guest. But first, I'm also joined here with my partner on the channel. You all know him. You all love him. It's Noah Whalen. Noah, how's it going today? I am doing great today. Thank you, Bernie. And this is our second ever interview ever. First time around, we had Tyler Booker, offensive lineman from IMG Academy. Now we got another guy who's going to be going to a Florida school. But this is a big college. We got a Florida State commit, Mitch Bratt. He's playing on the baseball team. He's an amazing baseball player. And we are going to talk to him today and just see what it's like to be a baseball player going to a big school like Florida State. Yeah, so as Noah sort of mentioned, we're joined here today with Mitch Bratt, the six foot one left-handed pitcher from Newmarket, Ontario in Canada, who just recently also committed to Florida State University. First of all, Mitch, thank you for doing this and congratulations on your commitment to Florida State. Hey guys, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. Second ever, we are honored to be here. And if our channel ever takes off, you're always going to be able to say, we're always going to be able to say, when you make the MLB someday, because we know it's going to happen, we're going to be able to say that we had Mitch Brad on our show. Uh, so you've been a verbal commit for some time now to Florida State, but what does it mean to sign a letter of intent for people that don't know the difference between being a hard commit and a verbal commit and then actually signing that letter of intent? Yeah, so the biggest thing I'd say was it was, it was a huge relief once I once I put the pen to the paper and made it official, like it was big weight lifted off my shoulders. Cause you, you tell everybody you're like, yeah, I'm committed to Florida state and it's, it's verbal right now. So a bunch of stuff could fall through. They could have uh, pulled the scholarship away, but, but now it's set in stone and set in place. So it's, uh, it's great though. Like I love it. Um, and then, so to explain like the differences is um, like when I sign, I can't really, I can't pull out of that scholarship anymore. Um, but before the Florida state coaches could have took my scholarship away if I didn't develop properly, uh, and stuff like that. So I know that you've touched on it on other interviews and I know you've gotten a bunch of other offers, I'm sure from some really good power five schools, but what was it that really made you want to commit to Florida state? Uh, one of the biggest things was they had a, they always have had a great tradition. Uh, like for example, the past, uh, 40 years, I want to say. They've had 40-plus wins consecutively for the 40 years. So I really just wanted to get in that program um, and hopefully can keep that, uh, that tradition alive. Uh, the coaching staff uh, is a big, was a big part for me. Uh, I got along uh, really well with the pitching coach right off the bat. Um, we developed a good relationship uh, going back and forth. So I wanted to stick with him. Um, he, he's already helped me out so much that I can only imagine what the, the next four years entail. So I'm really excited just to get down there, compete, and, and be in the hot weather. So can't complain about that. So Florida State's recruiting class right now, the Seminoles coming at number six for baseball. What's it like going into a program with such high-level expectations and everything? Because obviously their expectation, I'm guessing, is Omaha or bust. So what's it going to be like going into a program with such high expectations and how you want to help them get to that goal? The biggest thing's going to be is I'm going to go in there and just compete my butt off. Like, 
I know it's going to be tough. There's going to be guys who are better than me um, down at Florida State. But if I compete and keep getting better, get that 1% better every single day, I feel like I'll be able to compete for either a starting rotation spot or just work my way into the uh, rotation. So, um, yeah, that's really about it. And uh, just let me think here. No, that's really about it, I'd say. So you would say that, like, the conference level of competition, all of that, like, really obviously factored in your decision, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, going to an ACC school who's who's always been at the top, uh, and they always they always do well, always taking runs to Omaha. I feel like that's another spot where I want to be because you want to be in a program that's going to have a have a winning tradition and just battle every day in and out. Um, another thing, even if it's just like inter squad games that we're playing it's still really, really high-end competition. So um, it's just, I feel, just getting better as, as much as you can and as best as you can. So I'm preparing myself, um, like right now as we speak, just uh, training as much as I can at home or in the weight room um, and just preparing myself when I do get down there on campus. I mean, that kind of leads us to sort of what we wanted to ask next, which was it's not an easy, you know, um, uh, grade 12 years sort of with all the COVID and stuff and it sort of made your last year in Canada in terms of baseball a little bit different but what what is sort of all the training and stuff look like for you like has it changed at all yeah so uh, it's a bunch more like right now um, especially during quarantine over the past few months it's been a lot more body weight type of thing um, just because I have limited weights at my house um, and we couldn't really get into the facility so I've been doing um, just a bunch of like hit circuit workouts, um, a bunch of high uh, high reps, high intensity workouts. But uh, hopefully our facility is going to be opening back up in the next next few weeks or days or so. So fingers crossed I can get in there and then get right after it in the next few days. So for the people at home just wondering what it's like to be a D1 athlete, especially going to a Power 5 school, what does it look like? training for you in regular times before COVID and everything how is it like like how many times a week what are you doing like what are your routines and everything like do you have set a uh, weight practices do you have uh set pitching practices like all those different kinds of things what's your training schedule usually like under regular circumstances so usually it would more so be like it's it's an all-day thing so you'd wake up a little bit earlier before you go to school you'd make sure you get you get uh, some calories in, make sure they're good, um, high-quality calories. I'd usually have, like, three eggs, some toast, and uh, some sort of meat. And then you go to class. Um, some days I'd go in early, get a lift in at school before class. Um, but usually I train, or before COVID, I train four times a week at a – or three to four times a week at a high intent, and then – when I'm not shut down from throwing, which I usually take uh, four to six weeks off every year, just give my arm a break. Um, but before that, I'm usually in the facility. Uh, we have pitching practices where we have various types of workouts for that. So I'd usually go an hour into the facility, um, just like pitching stuff. And then we'd hop in the uh, hop in the weight room for an hour, hour and a bit. And I do that usually from, say, February or not before that. Um, yeah, usually about February time is when I start to ramp it down. But it's October to February is usually where the time frame where we're in the gym consistently in like the bulking phase, you'd say. So trying to gain some weight. Um, and then 
once the season starts in March, I head down south and go from there. Yeah, I know that you know um, Johnny, but I was actually talking to Johnny today and it was about sort of that same thing about like what a work ethic of a person like you is compared to a um, work ethic of, you know, people on other teams that we played in in the past. And I think it's really interesting that you bring up um, sort of like the breakfast type routines because that's not something that like, I, I don't think Noah either. That's not something that we really hear often with athletes our age. How important is like a routine for you? Like how is impo how important is it for you to just, you know, do all of the right things every day? A routine is probably one of the most important things that's really benefited me and helped me. Uh, just because if you get in that set routine and you write stuff down, at the end of the day, it's good just to look back and be like, hey, I accomplished that, put a check mark beside that. Um, and it, I feel like it's really beneficial um, long-term too, um, just because if you can get in that set routine and you can get that much better, you can get that much more sleep, you can have that much more to eat that day, having that set routine, uh, it's really going to help you long term. Um, and that's, yeah, I'd say that's really about it. Make sure you get, my biggest things are make sure you get enough sleep, make sure you eat enough like periodically throughout the day, uh, drink enough water, make sure you get a good lift in and recovery at the end. Yeah, that's something that a lot of people, when they look at athletes, they think that it's all work sports specific and everything like what you do in the weight room there's a lot of stuff that they don't see which is what you do at home how you prepare to go to sleep what you eat in the morning and everything i mean i wake up i eat two egos every morning like that's obviously not gonna get me to <laughs> me the mlb too, and everything like that so <laughs> you gotta do stuff that just other people don't see it's that little extra stuff that's gonna take you to the next level and just like i said or you said there getting in a routine getting into something that's doing it constantly that's going to get you to that level that you want to be at. So what's it like being a uh, Canadian going to American school? Like, have you been at Tallahassee yet? Have you been on campus and everything? Because we'd love to hear just like what's different about American baseball than Canadian baseball. It's huge. Like, like you hear people talking about like, oh, the Americans are so much better and everything like that. So I, I was fortunate to uh, go down on my official visit last September and then I committed shortly after. I verbally committed shortly after. But going down there, it was it was great. Like the campus, I, I loved it. It was beautiful. Uh, and just going to those practices because they had a few practices when I was down there. Like the compete level on some of those guys is just crazy, and how how developed and how good they were. And like as as uh, I was talking about in our last point, their routine, like everything, is down to the second of how long they play catch for, how long they stretch, how long their bullpens are before they go into pitching the game and stuff like that. Uh, and the biggest thing is uh, I'd say they have so much more talent, like not only in the state of Florida, but just all over the United States because that many more people play baseball and uh, they've been doing it for their whole entire life compared to back home here where it's more so hockey-based. Everything's baseball-based down Uh and especially the schools in the area too, uh, even for like out of conference games, they're all like an hour, two hours, three hours just outside. So it, it's great though. I, I'm really excited to get down there. Have you yourself uh, been able to play tournaments this year or showcases in the States or has all that sort of been canceled because of COVID? Uh, so at the beginning of the summer, I was invited to quite a few events um, to play for the like Boston Red Sox scout team and the New York Yankees scout teams and in, in various tournaments. But 
uh, just some COVID stuff in the 14-day quarantine rule, I was unable to go. Um, and then later on in the year, I want to say it was early October, I was I was able to go down to uh, Texas for a, for an event that I pitched in, and then I flew over to Fort Myers to play with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays scout team in one of the bigger tournaments in the in, in the states that year. That's just it's so impressive. Just yeah, like congratulations, like all that's just like that's something we've been playing on like the Markham Mariners and the New Market Hawks our whole lives, and just like hearing that going and playing for like oh i just went and played for the yankees or the red Sox or the jays or whatever mlb team it is that's just you you've got to be like you know what this dream i've had been chasing for so long because so many kids it's always like oh i want to make the big leads or whatever you're actually getting in these like programs and everything like you are being associated with the team and that just has to feel different like what does that feel like playing with those scout teams or whatever it's a big honor uh, I feel like you represent more than just yourself. You got you got the club team on your on your uh, chest right there. So the, I'd say the biggest thing is just remain humble. Like you don't want to be that guy who's like, hey, look at me, look how good I am and stuff. You remain humble. Um, just remain true to yourself and true to your values and stuff. Um, but yeah, I'd say just just stay with the process um, because you, you don't want to get that big of a head uh, and just be like. I, I don't want to plateau, right? You know what I mean? It's you got to keep pushing yourself. You got to you got to keep wanting it um, while staying humble at the same time. You, you sort of touched on it there um, about the staying humble. But I mean, like Florida State's coming up. I know that the MOB draft is something that's going to be down the line. Like, is that stuff that you think of or are you always just sort of thinking about working on the next thing or the next game tournament? Yeah, the draft is always in the back of my mind. Um, it's really intriguing just to be able to talk to those specific pro teams that I've been able to uh, talk with and like what they have to offer compared to Florida state or vice versa. Um, just there, there's pros and cons to everything, especially going pro or going to Florida state. So I just got to weigh my options and, um, however my family decides it and my, uh, my advisor will discuss, discuss over certain things and then, uh, we'll make a decision upon that once the day comes. So at Florida state, just cause I'm curious or whatever, I don't know how big you are into college sports and everything, but is there a certain team or something like that, that you like can't wait to go to their facilities and play them? Like, is there a team? I know you play in the ACC, so you're going to be playing teams like Miami. You're going to be playing the North Carolinas, the Dukes, Virginia, Clemson, all the schools like that. Is there any school in particular that you're like, yeah, I'm going to have that game circled on my schedule. Um, I'd say, um, like Ole Miss, uh, Ole Miss. Yeah. Like I've gone on YouTube before and just, if you look up their facilities, their baseball facilities, they are top notch. They just don't get any better. Uh, so it would be really interesting just going down there and, and just looking around and be like, wow, this is, this is beautiful. Or even like in conference, uh, if we went to play Duke, obviously you'd want to go and check out their basketball facilities and their, yeah. their stadium there just because how much like heritage and stuff they have there and the people who've gone through that program it's it's really special yeah 100 percent. like nonetheless florida state has had tons and tons of top recruits in every single sport but baseball's one of their best sports like there's no question about that florida state's one of those multi-sport schools that just is good at everything so yeah 
even though it's going to be cool to go to other places, you still got tons and tons of great facilities and tons and tons of great players to come out of Florida State. Yeah, yeah. When I went on my visit, I was fortunate enough to like go in their clubhouse, and they have uh, a trophy room in there. They have like some video room. Um, like a athletic therapist is in there. Um, so in the weight room too, they have a weight room that's like in the uh, in the stadium. So it's all accessible, which I really liked. It's all in one area, so I don't gotta bounce around from different complex to the other. It's it's all in one center location, which is which is what I was looking for. Um, I don't know how much you can touch on this, but I know you're draft eligible in 2021. Has sort of all the COVID stuff affected the way that you're looking at the draft right now? Uh, I feel like it's affected me. Uh, I don't know if I'd say it's changed my outlook on it, um, just because I haven't had the same exposure as, say, the average kid who was in Florida has, just because everything's still open down there. Um, and they were able to have all those different um, workouts and stuff that I, I was invited to, but just couldn't cross the border at that set time. Um, so obviously they have more exposure, uh, but I feel like I've put myself in a position and will continue to uh, just develop and then see how either the draft goes or if I do go to Florida State. Yeah, so just touching on MLB draft and everything like that, speaking about MLB players and everything, who's the guy in the league right now or even before that is a retired player that you really look up to or even in college or something like that? Who's a player that you really look up to and like love their work ethic and just want to try to mimic yourself towards them? I'd say I, I replicate myself after like many different pitchers. Uh, an older, older one. I don't know if you know the name Barry Zito. <laughs> he, uh, I'm a big fan of his curveball. I feel like we've got similar, uh, similar movement on it. So I've really broken down his, uh, his mechanics and stuff. Uh, another big fan of, I am a big fan of John Lester. Um, like back when he was in his prime, he was just so dominant because um, he could put the ball wherever whenever he wanted to uh and he could just execute at any time and i feel like if i progress i'll i'll uh, hopefully someday hopefully be in the same situation that he's in but he's he's put a lot of work in uh another player um who i just admire how much work he puts in is is trevor bauer oh yeah um, <laughs> i felt like that was coming <laughs> you, you see his vlogs all the time but like but he's really showcasing how much work it takes because people only see it on the, uh, like when they're on the diamond, but like, no, there's those, there's so much recovery and so much work that he's shown kids like, like younger kids, even like how much it takes and how hard they actually have to work to get there. Right. So that's, that's one of the bigger things uh, that I, that I've taken away from him. Those are some pretty, uh, pretty interesting guys. I was expecting like a, a Max Scherzer type, but you could tell that you've like really researched this kind of stuff and like you know what you're doing for sure. I, I've done a lot. I, I've talked to many, many coaches uh, and, and I've just asked them like, hey, like what do you think I look like or what picture do you think I replicate the most? And I've got quite a few similar answers, but uh, yeah, I, I got quite a few similar answers. And then back to the... Um, the thing about Bauer that I've really noticed is how much he's integrated technology into his, into his game. Um, 
even like the spin rates and the spin axis and all that different thing, all those type of things. It really shows how dominant he was, and he proved it this season that went in the Cy Young. But how much he integrated that work into his um, into his game action, and it paid off for him. Yeah, stats oh. and analytics are something that's becoming huge in baseball. Like that's something when you have all those next gen stats, when you're really able to break those down and see how it actually affects the game, that's something that. When you have access to that, you have to put in the work to be able to try to change whatever you can to be able to get that next level. Oh, just something that I want to touch on, because just because I'm interested or whatever, I'm pretty sure we played against each other. Like me and Bernie, you were on uh, <laughs> New Market, the New Market Hawks, if I'm uh, not mistaken, like back, back, back way in the day, like when we were 10 years old or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure, yeah. So Bolton tournament finals, we beat you guys. We always got to throw that yeah, in. So we have that. We beat an MLB. Uh, I mean, yeah. We beat a Florida State commit. Just for all of our fans watching that, we are good at baseball. Just mark that down. Remember that. So when he's pitching I mean, in the MLB in like now. six years or something like that, and you guys are watching him pitch on like yeah, the Yankees the or the Rockies or something like that, we have proof that we beat him in a tournament. I have the trophy. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> so do I. I always rub that in. Uh, but one last question uh, before we just finish up here. Just give me one thing that you're just looking the most forward to coming up. I think the biggest thing is either um, either attending Florida State or seeing how the draft plays out because you put so much work in during the offseason and during the season leading up to those moments, right? And, the, and just staying in the moment with that, uh, going day by day, getting better every day and then progressing to get to that one point where it's like, okay, I have this decision to make and I have two minutes, two minutes on the clock. If I take this deal or I'll leave it. So it's, it's just, it's hard to explain, but it's like a certain feeling you get. It's like, wow, I, I, I just did that. And I worked my butt off to get where I am today and I'm, I'm proud of myself. So it's, it's always just pushing yourself to get better every day. But sometimes you got to sit back and be like, okay, I like where this is going. I like, uh, how much work I've been putting in and stuff. So I say that's what I'm most looking forward to. So Mitch, thank you so much for being here. It was great to have you on guys, Florida state commit and hopefully future MLB draft choice, Mitch Bratt on our podcast. This is amazing. Mitch, it was so great talking to you and just hearing what's it actually like to be a college athlete and going through the process of being a high school recruit and getting into the NCAA and everything like that. And then hopefully making the draft someday. Hopefully we're going to see you on our TV in Omaha or in the MLB, whenever that is going to be, because we know that it's going to happen. Just keep putting the work in, keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to get there. And just thank you for joining us today. It was such an honor to have you on, and you're definitely a great guy to talk to. It was fun. So thank we appreciate it here from TD State Charles. We appreciate you coming on. Any closing remarks you have for anyone just before we let go? Uh, I, the biggest thing is just keep working, guys. Like, it's all going to pay off one day. And whatever you're doing, like, if it's schoolwork, if it's baseball or whatever it is, just, just keep working because there's light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, and just, just keep giving it all you got because you don't want to live with, with regret and stuff. So, but, but thank you very much, guys, for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate it big time. No problem at all. It was an honor having you on. So that is our interview for today, guys. Thank you for listening in and definitely come back next time.